It's Christmas Eve. It's it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We 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 smile a little easier. We 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 we, we share a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. Welcome to Black Irish Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to an all-new episode of Black Irish Podcast with myself, Brendan McCorkle. I'm solo once again. Mike's out dealing with some of his stuff, his personal matters, and good for him. You know, he's not uh, he's not able to be here in the way he wants to be, so he's upfront about it, and I appreciate that. That being said, you know what happens when Mike's not here. We go real deep, real fast, and so I'm just going to let you know right now. I'm going to chunk this thing up into thirds, and the first third is going to be real weird and fun. And just thought-provoking. The middle third's going to be mainly uh, college football bowl game picks. Because there's a slew of them. And I'm running through them no matter what. I'm doing okay on my gambling. Like, my my percentage-wise is okay. But I'm betting the wrong games with the wrong amount of money. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm scattery there. But my record has been pretty, pretty good um, the past few weeks. Uh, so middle will be sports, mainly focused on football, and then the final tail end will be uh, what I'm watching, some holiday treaty type stuff. So it'll be a fun run of the gambit. So if if there's only a section you care to listen to, uh, much appreciated. Go for it. Um, if you want to listen to the whole thing, I'm going to try and wrap it all together in a nice little bow. I don't know how because we're starting weird. So that being said... I was going to ask Mike, but I'm just, I've been in this thought pattern process of like feeling a bunch of different things. Being two years off of alcohol and mainly using it as a numbing agent on top of an alcohol problem, you know, it was just like, you know, feeling a depressed void with booze and then having an alcohol void with booze, it was doubling down. It just wasn't good. Um, So I wasn't thinking clearly for a very long time. And not saying I'm thinking clearly now, but I'm just, I'm not numbing my brain and my senses to everything. Um, So I'm trying to just have fun exploring the ideas of what all this energy around us is. And is there an afterlife and all this madness? Because a little background on me, I grew up in a household that was very much for, for better or for worse, uh, figure it out for yourself. Like, we're not going to put limitations on what you can believe or think, but we're also not going <laughs> to necessarily steer you in a direction. Like, go figure it out, you know? So there's good and bad, pros and cons with everything, every style. Um, so, you know, my mom is very, very open to all different types of religion, and she picks and chooses things she likes from everything, which I you know, I appreciate. Um, and then my dad was just kind of, you know, in the background, 
Like, nobody really knew what the maestro believed. <laughs> Still don't. <laughs> it's just not, you know, I don't know. It's not, it was never a topic of conversation. Religion was never a topic of conversation. It was just love. It was like, we love. That's what we do. Believe in whatever you want. Um, so, that being said, I grew up in that type of household where it was like, nobody believed in anything, really. Um, and then I started working for a company that was uh, owned by a Christian faith, you know, owners, and they were heavy into the church that they went to and basically ran the thing. So, you know, I was casually got goaded into going to like a, a trip, a youth trip. This is when I was, you know, like 18, 17, 19. I don't know. I was young, younger. Um, and so I started going, then going to like the, you know, the uh, youth thing. So I started going to an evangelical Christian church. So much so to where I went there for years. I ended up playing bass in the church band that we called the worship team. It was, I was all in. I was invested in the Lord. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, the evangelical type of Christian church is the one where they uh, speak in tongues and faint and do all the Hooting and hollering, the black church does without any of the good singers. Um, that's not true. We had good singers, just not that good, you know. Not choir singers. Um, like I said, I was holding down the rhythm section. How funky could we be? But that being said, so I did that for some years, and then I was kind of like just gotten some turmoil with the people that I, you know, I worked with did the church thing with and everything, and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, you don't need church to have God because people infiltrate and and make it their own and not the thing that it's supposed to be. So you don't need to go to church. So I was like, okay. But then I also was like, you know, if those people believe in God, maybe I don't want to believe in that God. You know, I was like, eh, maybe I'll just hands off this whole thing for a while. So that's what I did. I just hands off it. And I never really revisited until lately. So, and this is not to say that I, I don't have church going. Some of my best friends that I, I rarely see, I don't have people I talk to. I'm not close with anybody anymore. A lot of it had to do with my drinking for people didn't want to be around me and I didn't want to be around anybody. You know, it's a whole cycle of shit. But some of my greatest friends I met through that church and still talk to and still very close with. Um, but, and I've been to church since I've been to church, you know, with my family and, and whatnot and the kids and not on a regular basis, but it was a trial thing for a while. And, you know, my wife was into it. So I was, you know, I went, even though I didn't really want to go, um, part of the deal, but, uh, you know, it was, it was something that never, ever, you know, something like that never leaves you when you have. You, when you entrench yourself and believe in something for so long, you know, it's like these, you know, that's why kids get devastated when they find out Santa's us and not a mythical thing. It's like, oh, but that same logic, thinking about Santa, got me thinking about Jesus and all the different versions of that and kind of similar on how my mom thinks about religion and how she just picks apart all these different things that she likes. And it's like, hmm. 
maybe they just said it best in this way, but they all kind of mean the same thing. And then I was like, okay, so what if it's this thing like Santa is actually like parents? And so what if it's like this extra lordish type figure in whatever religion you're thinking from? It's just really like that's just the thing that we all had to make the connection because our brains don't can't fathom things. Or we can't believe that us as a group can do it together. But I think that maybe that's it. Maybe religion is just all of us. And there's different versions, just like different recipes get passed down. It's chicken noodle soup. But everybody makes chicken noodle soup different. Everybody has a different language, a different culture, a different way. They wrote it down, a different perception on how they were living at the time. All these different things can contribute to everybody going like, Hey, we're all going to the tip top of the mountain here. We all believe in this thing, but maybe we can't quantify it because it's too big for our brains. That is just all of us. Maybe that's it. Or, this is where it gets fun for me. What if, because I'm like, man, I see all these, like this afterlife thing. So that's more kind of the religion aspect of it. But all these religions have different afterlives. And I, I guess that's kind of where that ties in. Is like this, this different afterlife situation for everybody. It's kind of like, well... Now we know there's aliens and other galaxies and things like that. So where's the where's the attic to this place? You know, where's where is this afterlife? Okay? And there's I've met all the people that deserve to go to this Hades hell purgatory places. And there's no way there's enough room in the center of the earth. By the way, how egotistical is that? It's like maybe hell is at the center of the earth. I don't know who said that, but I've heard it before and it's like, mm, that's a small place and why do you think everything revolves around earth? And by the way, it's our sun. Maybe it's just one of many. Who knows? I don't know. We're getting off track here. Afterlife. So, with this, these different afterlives, I was thinking like, okay. God, Lord, Jesus, different religions. And I started crossing into the dead people thing with the afterlife. And I'm like, okay. What if all of these things co-mingle? And what if all of these energies around us, it's not necessarily a one solid entity that's making all the decisions but maybe it's people that we've had throughout our lives that want to teach us lessons to make us better for ourselves maybe that's the entity energy around us and maybe it's those things where it's like oh god open this door for me maybe it was jim I like there are certain times where like my my best friend growing up his dad Jim was like my best friend for a very long time and he passed and there's a ton of stuff where I just I'm like Jesus Christ you're right here but not Jesus Christ it's Jim I'm like Jim you're right here and it's like talking to me telling pointing this is what you do and then it works I'm like oh thanks buddy and so I wonder if that's it. What if there's a piece of it that it's just, it's not a one thing. It's an everybody thing. And maybe that's why souls don't have anywhere to go because they're just hanging out waiting for us to be ready for them and be receptive. I don't know. It's been, I'm not going to lie. It's been fucking with me lately. And the weirdest part is it kind of makes sense to me. It kind of makes sense. Like, like, we can't, like, it's just too much for us to understand and, and handle. But 
I'm trying to be present, legit, like set myself up for success. And then once I am entrenched in whatever I'm doing, I just got to do my best because I've already, I'm just here. What else am I going to do? I got to do this thing. Anything positive along the way, I can pick it up to give me extra energy and momentum. But I know it's going to be hard. Doesn't matter what it is. And so maybe all these other feelings, and maybe that's what luck is, for crying out loud. Maybe luck is like a soul that didn't know you walking around, that just sees you're doing good, and they're bored, and they're like, hey, you know what? Let me just, let's nudge this, this thing along for this person. Or maybe it's one of the other people that you have known that's crossed paths with. It's, it's like, you know, I don't know. I just don't, I can't. It's fun to think about since there is no answer. And I, there has to be something besides gravity and natural electricity and water that contribute to all of the stuff that happens in this world that we are a part of, that we're cognizant of. Because there's so much other stuff going on out there. And why is it so far-fetched to think that maybe that is a possibility? If believing in one is perfectly sane, why isn't believing in many sane? You know, maybe people see ghosts, maybe it's just these idiots, drunk idiot ghosts that forgot to turn the transparency on. I don't know. Or maybe that's the purgatory. Maybe that's them fighting like, now... I'm going to kill this motherfucker. It's like, no, you can't do that. You got to go. You got to help people. And they're the ones that don't want to help anybody. They're the lost souls. They're like, nope, nah, I ain't doing it. And you're like, well, you have to. You got to go somewhere. You're like, no, I don't. They're on the lamb from the Lord. <laughs> These goddamn killer ghosts. Oh, I don't know, man. It's a fun thing to think about. And it's it's all too real sometimes. That's the weird part. And I don't know if it's just something where it's like you lay it out. If, it, you know, your mind's a magnet. But what if my mind isn't a magnet and it's just a blank slate? And then things just come and get dropped on there. These ghost bird droppings just come on. It's like, oh, I see what you did there. Thanks. I don't know. It gets really weird when Mike's not here. I'll tell you. But something to think about. The afterlife, all these energy, all this weird, I don't know, celestial bodies moving around. It's like, there's a lot too much going on here and not enough space. What's going on? And how does stuff work out when it's not supposed to? And maybe, what you know, it's like, well, when you pray for patience, the Lord, you know, will... Really give it to you. Yeah, maybe that's tough love from your relatives that are like, I've been waiting for him to ask for this. Punk never listened anyway. I don't know. I don't know. But I like to think about weird shit like that. And I like to be open to the possibility. I'm, I'm, I got this joke about Santa right now, and I, it's, I lead with it, and it's kind of true in my own regular life. Like, I'm magically agnostic. That goes for religion as well. I don't care. It's just whatever. I don't know. Why does it have to be an exact? Why can't you just take the lessons 
and move forward with life in a good way. Be good to people. That's it. Bottom line is treat people the way you want to be treated. That's like on every religion, that's basically what they're trying to say without saying like, you're being selfish. Don't do these things. And if you don't do these things, you'll be a good person and people want to be good to you. It's just, it's all breaks it back down to the same thing. Fear factor. God's the ultimate fear factor. Oh, but I do wonder about like, if I were to choose a religion, like which one would suit me best? Because I tried the Christianity thing. It's like, eh, it's okay. It's all right. It's just, you know, it's a step above Catholicism. You know? It's like they don't have as much rape, but they're still just as delusional and everybody lies just the same. It's all good. But it's not like, you know, I'm not trying to crap. That sounds awful. I'm not trying to crap on Catholicism and Christianity. I'm just saying, like, it's pretty loosey-goosey when it comes to the rules. That's what I'm trying to say. That's a better way of saying it. Like, I could show up hungover, and it's like, hey, man, be better. You're like, okay, I'm going to try and be better. I will. And then it's like, you know, another religion. They kick your ass out for good. So that's what I, I, I you know, I kind of, uh, like, for me, in my most recent, I'm trying not to be lazy when I do things. So I'm trying to reach, the. it's just such a put your dick on the table move, but I'm trying to reach my full potential in anything I try and do, pursue for me. So if I'm pursuing religion, like, that's, I'm going to hit it hard. Like, when I did it, I hit it hard. I was slapping the bass. But... So I need, I need more stringent rules, but I need them to be, like, you know, reasonable. So, like, for those reasons, I think Christianity and Catholicism don't fit me. Um, Islam, Muslim, like, that, I don't know. The fasting for a long time. I've done fasting before, like, for church, but it's only been, like, for, like, three days, five days. Hasn't been a, a long, like, they'll do it for a month a month. It's bananas. No bananas, actually. So, uh, for honestly, just for that reason, I don't. I really dig all the, all the, you know, flashiness, the colors. Like it's very, very. It looks like a very fun thing, even though it's pretty much exactly the opposite. Um. So yeah, I think Muslim Islam is not for me. Um, that may have one of the bigger afterlife jokes of all time. I can't, as a comedian, I can't commit to that religion. Uh, Judaism, sorry, I need pork. I need pork in my life. So, sorry. Some of my best friends are Jewish. Love y'all. I'm eating bacon. I know Mike would just be like, Nope. Maybe that's Kanye's thing. He just loves bacon. I don't know. Too soon? Probably not. That guy's a weirdo. I think I would... Alright. I think I would settle on Hinduism. Got the best animals. Also vibrant colors. They do have a thing where you have to go without water and sexual pleasure, but... I can do that. 
pretty solid on that. Um, yeah. I actually just started reading, funny enough, it all ties back in. See? It all ties back in. We're right at the 20-minute mark. So I'll wrap it up on this. I just started rereading, or I revisited uh, Gandhi's autobiography. Now, a weird little thing about me is when I was like 11 to 12, for like nine months to a year, I was really, really into Gandhi. Like, a lot. I don't know if that had to do with my home situation or the fact that, like, I just love books. Um, I was constantly looking for different things to read. And it just, I stumbled upon, like, some book of his. Maybe, I think it was his autobiography that I started with. And I read it, like, twice. And then, within, like, a week. And then I just kept going to the library and getting books. Uh, yeah, I was a library nerd. I would go to the library and get books about Mahatma Gandhi, which he didn't even like to be called Mahatma. Like, there's a whole thing. Um, but achieving Dharma and all these things, like, the humbleness of the religion, the, um, the resolve, the resolve and patience that Gandhi had is something that I see now like, I, I've, I've only, I went to the library and got his autobiography, and, because, I don't know if you guys know this, books are free, you don't have to buy them on Amazon, you can, like, go to a place, it's fun, I don't know, it's fun for me, but I started re-reading it for the first time in, I mean, since I was maybe, like, 13, so it's probably been 25 years since I've read his autobiography, and... It was like the pages were jumping back. Like the words were jumping off the pages. I was like, I, I could almost skim it. I remembered it so well, vividly, like the very beginning. And I was just like, oh man, I must have really, really, really been into this thing. Because it was like, I've gone through like 20 pages and I'm like, oh, yeah. It took me like four or five pages to get. It's very tough because it's a translation from 1927 or something like that. Or 47, I don't know when it was translated, but it was written in the 1800s, I think. Early 1900s. And so, it's just, there's a there's a lot going on. It takes a bit to, I think that's why I had to reread it the first time, twice. Because it takes one time, it's like watching Fight Club. You're like, okay, now I understand what's going on. Let me go back and try and decipher how this was written again. Make it easier to on the second read through. But I start going through it again. I'm like, oh gosh, I love this dude good stuff so i think for all those reasons i would land on hinduism because also with hinduism it's like you can drink alcohol and you can like do these things and it's like you're not going to get kicked out but you're definitely going to have to go through it and get it earn your way back and i'm like okay i like that i like that a mistake with some harsh punishments and a couple times and you're done yep that's good for me i like that oh well moving on to the sports section let's just Move right along to, I want to start with the NFL, because we're going to get into a lot of these pick'ems here, these bowl game uh, predictions. I'm only picking winners. I'm not doing spreads. Um, they can move too much. I might, if I get on a good run here, I might, you know, throw up as they get closer. Maybe next podcast will do like, oh, okay, 
Now we'll do the spread for these upcoming games this weekend, and then the New Year's Day games. We'll do the spreads on the big games. But there's this article going around that sparked my attention. And I didn't read it because all I needed to read was like the headline. I'm like, oh, let me do a little independent research. And then, yep, bing. So I saw an article that said the NFL is under the same category as WWE in the sense that this isn't what the article said. This is the dots I connected. But they file their... their, How do you say this? Their entity as sports entertainment. Now, this is different than a sports league because in a sports league, it's an organized thing where all of these teams are... I forget how it's written, but basically all the teams are utilizing um, the NFL or whatever the entity is to facilitate competition. Now, that's what all the other sports do. What the NFL does is they say that they provide entertainment and all they do is coordinate when all these things and and they handle all of, they're handling the HR, they're handling the scheduling, they're handling all these things, but they are in no way setting up competition. Like it's all in it's all in the realm of sports entertainment. So that to be said, that means if they wanted to, they could change the outcomes of the games on the fly, and it is not illegal. Does not say in any sense of the word that it's unethical, that it's not stealing from bunch of people for sports betting, all these different things, and uh, the government, all these different things. However, what I am saying is it is not illegal for them to determine the outcome of a game. Now, the way they can do that, everybody knows, is through the referees, and the referees are independently contracted and all these things. So, you know, there's a whole conspiracy that could go along with it. I just wanted to bring to the forefront, I really wanted Mike for this, to ask him what he thought about that. Because there's obviously been games that have been rigged by refs and games that look really, really skeptical. The NBA is the most egregious. Um, But the NFL's got it pretty bad too. I mean, you get some calls at the end of the game. It's like they called everything tight. And then at the end, it's like flag central all of a sudden. Or it's like they're swallowing the whistle. You know, there's just, there's a lot of things that you can do to sway a game. And, you know, the other thing about this that is really fun to think about is all they're doing with this instant replay garbage is they're setting in more speed bumps for you to to analyze it as because they're as as anything less than above board. Mainly referring to the, hey, we don't trust the guys on the field anymore, even stopping the game, putting it on a monitor, slow down, rewind everything. They do that, but no, we're going to have somebody else in New York verify it too. This not. They're all on the same team. 
They're all on the same team. And I've seen plenty of instant replays where it's like, oh, inconclusive evidence. And you're like, what, that he dropped the ball? Or that it touched out of bounds? Like, nah. Nah. It's like, well, the call on the field stands. And you're like, uh, it's a bad call. Or even worse, when you see that it's clearly something in instant replay, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was a fumble. And it's like, nope, they reverse it to where the team that you want to still have the ball still has the ball. Like, it's still up to them to get it down the field. But, man, are they able to... These people are professionals. You keep giving them chances, and they're going to eventually execute. I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. It's just something to keep your eye on. Especially because now I'm, you know, a little more entrenched in the sports betting than I was before. Mainly just because... Picks seem to be going well, so I'm keep throwing them out there. Otherwise, I wouldn't. And just so you know, like this week, I went three and three in the NFL, and I tried to do a three-team underdog parlay. So two of my losses were underdogs to begin with, and that's an okay outing. Anything over five hundred is good, believe it or not. You know, you gotta minus the big and all this jazz, the rake. But um, anything over five hundred is pretty. Pretty okay. So, the more over 500 you can be, the better, obviously. Anyway, all that to be said, um, we're going to lead it into the World Cup where I think somehow, some way, Messi and Argentina are going to take this damn thing. Because I think France is a better team. But I just think somehow, some way. Not saying that there's any foul play necessarily, but I don't know soccer that well or football. Um, so maybe, maybe not. It just feels like Messi's going to get the victory somehow that everybody's like channeling it that way, which I don't really care to be honest. I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. So if he gets it good for him, I guess. And if he doesn't, ha ha ha, you don't get another chance. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. What I do care about is college football bowl games. And there are always a ton. Um, so I'm going to run through these probably in the next like five minutes or so. And I'm only picking winners. But I will keep track of... I'll make Mike do it too. Um, I'll, we'll keep track of our overall. And maybe as we go I'll try and pick against spread and see how we do. But we start Friday, December 1st. In the Bahamas, Miami of Ohio versus University of Alabama, Birmingham. The two teams you did not think would be in the Bahamas. Um, Midwest meets good old Southern boys. Everybody's getting hammered in the Bahamas, making bad decisions with strippers and hookers. Um, Alabama, Birmingham. Southern boys can handle their liquor better. Uh, next game is... Troy, number 24, Troy versus number 25, University Tulsa, or Texas, San Antonio, UTSA. I'm taking UTSA because I don't believe in Troy. A lot of these are just going to be because I have my reasons, and if I have a good one, I'll just throw it out why. Um, Saturday, December 17th, the Fenway Bowl, Cincinnati versus Louisville. Give me Cincinnati. Celebration Bowl, Jackson State versus NC Central in the FCS championship or whatever they call that crap. I pick NC Central because 
Dion Sanders was a coach at Jackson State and just went over to Colorado and basically told everybody that they need to wipe the sand out of their vaginas, including everybody's parents, because shit's about to get hard. <laughs> and by the way, like, the people that I'm bringing are starting. Shut up. Too bad. <laughs> I think that Jackson State is just going to be a little lost without that Dion coach, so give me NC Central. Las Vegas Bowl, same day. Number 14, Oregon State versus Florida. Give me the Beavers, Oregon State. Uh, L.A. Bowl, that's stupid. Washington State versus Fresno State. Washington State waxes. Lending Tree Bowl, Rice versus Southern Mississippi. Southern Mississippi. Southern Mississippi. New Mexico Bowl. SMU versus BYU. I, I know BYU is the underdog in this game, but I think that BYU is going to take this one. So BYU. The Frisco Bowl. Boise State versus North Texas. Boise State always does well in these weird bowl games. So Boise State. Uh, Monday, December 19th. Marshall versus UConn. Give me Marshall. They beat Notre Dame. you got to beat UConn, please. Next day, Tuesday, December 20th. That's the other great thing about this time of year is there's just football on. Meaningful football on every day, almost. Ah, so Tuesday, December 20th. Eastern Michigan versus San Jose State. Give me San Jose State. The Boca Raton Bowl. Liberty versus Toledo. Give me liberty or give me death. Uh, Wednesday, December 21st, New Orleans Bowl. South Alabama versus Western Kentucky. Give me Western Kentucky in New Orleans. They don't like Bama there, even though it's a quick trip for all those pickles in South Bama region. Thursday, December 22nd, the Armed Forces Bowl. Baylor versus Air Force. I really wanted to pick Air Force. I really did the research to try and pick Air Force, and I just cannot pick Air Force. Baylor wins. Uh, Friday, December 23rd, we have the Independence Bowl. Houston versus Louisiana. Houston, pretty pretty significant win there. I think that'll be easy for them, even though it is a home game for Louisiana. If you shut them up quick, they don't get loud. Um, same day, Wake Forest versus Missouri. Give me Wake Forest. Christmas Eve, Saturday, December 24th, we have the Hawaii Bowl. Middle Tennessee State versus San Diego State. Middle Tennessee State. I think they're going to take it a little more seriously. We skip Christmas. We go on to Monday, December 26th. We have Bowling Green versus New Mexico State. Bowling Green. I just have always liked Bowling Green. Tuesday, December 27th. Buffalo versus Georgia Southern. Give me Georgia Southern. I think Georgia just rolls through in all ways, shapes, and forms this year. And next. Uh, the first responder bowl, Memphis versus Utah State. Give me Memphis. The Birmingham Bowl, Coastal Carolina versus East Carolina. Give me those East Carolina piratey guys, whatever they are. Swashbucklers. And Oklahoma State versus Wisconsin. I initially had Wisconsin on here, but then I changed my mind at the last minute. I'm going with Oklahoma State, and I'm sticking with it. They've just been so up and down, I think they, and so is Wisconsin. I think that they, Wisconsin seems to have trouble in bowl games. So, give me Okie State. 
Wednesday, December 28th, we have Duke versus UCF. I'm taking Duke. Duke has been solid all year. Give me Duke. Finish it out strong, guys. Uh, Liberty Bowl, we have Arkansas versus Kansas. Give me Arkansas. The Holiday Bowl, number 15, Oregon versus North Carolina. Oregon is going to roll. Uh, Texas Bowl, Texas Tech versus Ole Miss. Give it up for Ole Miss. Ole Miss it is. Thursday, December 29th, the Pinstripe Bowl. Minnesota versus Syracuse. Give me the Minnesota Biafars. Or whatever they are. I forget. I haven't paid attention to the Minnesota college football team since... um, Oh, shit. I just had his name and lost it. He's a great running back. I forget. Some people know what I'm saying. That guy. Damn it. I almost had it again. Oh, Lawrence Maroney. Um, The Cheez-It Bowl. Number 13, Florida State versus Oklahoma. Florida State. Barely. Only because Oklahoma sucks. Alabama Bowl. Number 12, Washington versus number 20, Texas. Again, I was trying to figure out a way to pick Washington. Texas rolls them. Uh, Friday, December 30th. This one's going to be fun. Uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's not going to be fun, but the day of the 30th is going to be fun. Um, number 23, NC State versus Maryland. Give me NC State. Give me the Wolfpack. They've been doing okay when I've been betting on them, so give them to me. Give me some hope. We have the Sun Bowl. Number 18, UCLA versus Pitt. Give me UCLA. I am a homer. I do like UCLA. Just, you know. The Kellys are on my shit list right now, so I have a tough time with that. But I am a Bruins fan. Like, they're kind of like my secondary, third-area team. I don't really... I don't have time for secondary teams anymore. But I do still enjoy going to the games. I love the Rose Bowl. Go UCLA. The Gator Bowl, number 19, South Carolina versus number 21, Notre Dame. Uh, Although my sister is a Gamecock, graduated from South Carolina... Way to go, Mo. Um, yeah, that's Notre Dame. Burr. But I think they're only favored by two. It's going to be one hell of a game. It's going to be tough. It's in Florida. We don't play well in Florida ever. So, I don't know. Going to get some swamp ass and touchdowns, hopefully. Arizona Bowl, Ohio versus Wyoming. Nobody cares, but I'm picking Ohio. We have the Orange Bowl. This is going to be the second great game of the day. Um, number six, Tennessee versus number seven, Clemson. I think that Tennessee, although Clemson has a new quarterback who's way better. Um, I think that Tennessee has the athletes and they're going to give Clemson the beatdown that they've been waiting for all year. They kind of like never got Clemson. It wasn't good all year, but they never got that signature beatdown that everybody thought they were going to get. I think Tennessee hands it to them. Give me the Vols all day. That's going to be a fun one to watch. Saturday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. We have the Fiesta Bowl, college football player. Oh, those are the big ones. I'm going to get to those later. So let's start with the Music City Bowl. Iowa versus Kentucky. Kentucky all the way. Iowa Hawkeyes suck a fat butthole all day in every sport. 
Uh, Sugar Bowl, number five, Alabama versus number nine, Kansas State. Well, I think you know. Going with Bama. Um, then we move on to the college football playoff semifinal, the Fiesta Bowl. It's number two, Michigan versus number three, TCU. Sticking with Michigan. And that will be followed by the Peach Bowl, which is number one, Georgia versus number four, Ohio State. Now, I'm starting to think that Ohio State is going to make way more of a game than this than I did before. However, Georgia Bulldogs. Moving on to Monday, January 2nd, after everybody's still nursing their hangover and needs a little football and crackers in their life, maybe a little hair of the dog. Uh, you can get started at noon with number 22, Mississippi State versus Illinois, the Fighting Illini. Give me Mississippi State. Hammer it home. The Citrus Bowl is also on that day, number 17, LSU versus Purdue. <sighs> LSU. Cotton Bowl Classic, we have number 10 USC versus number 16 Tulane. Now, while I'm a Tulane fan and I've been rooting for him and tooting for him all year, um, I think it's going to be one hell of a game. Tulane might even win. But I am picking USC for the lock-it-in price of $9.99 of my picks or whatever. Followed by the Rose Bowl, which is number 8 Utah versus number 11 Penn State. Now, this is going to be one hell of a game where Cam Rising just does it again. Penn State has not, Utah does not play Big Ten football, Big 12 football, Big 20 football. They do not. They play unorthodox, weird. They even play weird for the Pac-12. Cam Rising is just an anomaly, and their running game somehow always works. Give me Utah. They may even win by a touchdown. And then we go to the culmination, which is Monday, January 9th. That is the college football playoff national title game, where I believe it will be Georgia versus Michigan. And Georgia goes back to back. Champs upon champs. And while the Wolverines will put up a good fight, I hope they get washed. I just hate that... Harbaugh goes from like, I'm getting fired. I have a top five team. I'm getting fired. I have a top five team. It's like, just stick with them. Stop it. Just life for the guy. Let him be crazy. And if he has three losing seasons in a row, get rid of him. That's it. Enough. Sick of hearing about it. Contract extension. No, you're going to get fired. Contract extension. No, you're going to get fired. Ugh. Shenanigans in the Midwest. They got nothing better to do. They're just cold and lonely. If you're in the Midwest, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You tell me I'm lying when I'm not. Oh, whoa. As we wash out that college football bowl pick'em. I, no, seven, eight minutes, not too bad. Uh, we'll move into NFL Week 15. Week 14, like I said, went three and three. Two of my underdog picks didn't go. Um, the Cardinals over the Patriots, they, like, the Patriots won by two touchdowns, but it was so sloppy, so gross. 
Had Kyler Murray been playing, I still feel confident about that Cardinals pick. So that all being said, take it for what it, you will. I don't care. Don't trust me. Trust me. Make some money. Don't. Let my pick solidify yours. I don't know. NFL Week 15. I got four games on the docket. Uh, Colts versus Vikings. Vikings are giving up four points. I think they redeem themselves this week against the Colts, who are going to have a good game. Jonathan Taylor will go nuts, but that's it. They'll keep them there. Um, they'll win by a touchdown or 10. I'm good with that one. Cowboys versus Jags. This one is interesting. The Jags are getting four points. Same as the Colts. Four points against the Cowboys. Now, I'm taking the Cowboys. That is the hammer it game of the week. And maybe they know something I don't. Maybe they think that everybody's going to hammer Dallas minus four. But I just think that is the, like, mm, that's the mortgage bet. That's the one you risk and just don't tell your spouse. And you're like, glad that went well. Why do you root so hard for Ezekiel Elliott? Isn't he against you in fantasy this week? It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, next game is Patriots versus Raiders. This is an even game. This is a pick 'em. And although Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr single handedly or dual handedly, however, four hands, whatever they did, they jacked up my survival pick, made it to week 14, and then the Raiders give away a game. Give it away. <sighs> to like the backup squad of the NFL. Um. I think they're going to beat the Patriots. They're just stupid like that. I hate them. I hate the Raiders. Because they're just impossible to bet. But I'm picking them this week. They are going in my parlay. I'm probably going to hate myself for it. And then the final game, the other game that I'm pretty stoked about. But this is also like a push or win situation. Um... Rams-Packers, Monday Night Football. Packers minus seven. Give me the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is, like, done, not done. I don't know what the deal is with him. He's just, like, does whatever he wants. But there's still pride when it comes to coaching and playing. So, I don't know. I just think that the Packers are going to be able to handle it. Because the Rams are awful. They really are. The Rams are awful, and their defense can't hold anybody for four quarters because they're exhausted. It's just, you know, they don't have electric receivers that can break those silly three, four, five-yard slant and quick outs, 80 yards. Like, they're just, they're in dire straits. Their playmakers are non-existent. So, good luck, Cam Akers. I don't see it. Give me Packers, 20 to 10 or some stupid crap score. 20 to 9. Anyway, that's enough about sports. Uh, although I do have to, eh, not totally sports. We'll switch into fantasy real quick. Mike is eliminated from the playoffs because he's a loser. I have a bye week in the playoffs because I'm spectacular. Going to wax this league like I said I was going to. And all will be right in the fantasy football world. I'll make sure Mike pays up his bet on his ears pretty quick here. And, yeah, we'll all be square fairly soon. Fairly soon. I'm just a fantasy football, just dynamo, man. 
Now, I know it seems like, oh, yeah, this guy. I'm like, when my head's in the game, it's tough to beat me. Not saying it's impossible, but it's tough. I don't know. All these motherfuckers keep stepping on me and just going down. Like, this trophy back here, like, I, I don't know. I got this weird thing to where I still haven't put my name on it from last year. But it's also kind of because I just want to go to the trophy shop once. Just be like, just put it on four times in a row. Like, I just won't get it done until, like, we run out of space. I'm just going to keep winning. I'm going to fill this thing. It'll be me. Maybe one fluke or somebody else, but I doubt it. It's all me. Whatever five spaces are left on this thing. Mine, 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 mine. Y'all can't touch this. What killed the dinosaurs? Exactly. So, since the dinosaurs are dead and so is Mike's fantasy football team, let's just move on to the entertainment part. Let's move on to what I'm watching. I'm watching Christmas movies, people! That's what's on the docket. And Slow Horses. I mean, I just... That show on Apple TV Plus, Slow Horses. Gary Oldman is a fantastic actor. Such a good show. It's actually like, it comes out on Fridays. Apple TV Plus does a weird thing where their big thing is they come new release on Fridays. I don't know why that is, but maybe they figure something out. But it is a show that if I have time on Friday, if I have an hour, I am watching that show. Like it is, like I'm waiting for it. It is so good. I, even when I know I just watched the last one, I'll go on just to maybe see if they happen to release it early. That's how much I like this show. I don't do that with any shows. I don't care. It's just a very good show. And it's such, I know there's only six episodes, so I'm not signing on to this big thing. They're like mini, it's a six hour movie that's well done, broken up into, you know, six episodes. Very, very good and fun. It's a thinker. And sometimes not. That's what I love about it. Sometimes you're overthinking things you don't need to. That was the, one of the things I liked about Billions. It's hyper-intelligent sometimes, but you can also overthink silly things. It's You have to, just same as anything else in this world, you have to be able to sift through and, and find the pertinent information. It's a great show. Great show. Highly recommended, obviously. I am going to start Echo 3 soon. I don't know. It just seems like a loud show. And I don't, I don't know. On a loud show mood these days. But all that to be said, I am just, I'm on Christmas stuff, man. I do love Christmas. I love Christmas movies. I just sat down and watched Muppet Family Christmas uh, from 1987. And it was like, you know, everybody else kind of watched it a little bit here and there. But I was just like, by the end of it, I was like, yep, still holds up. This is an amazing Christmas episode. And I was, like, going through all the streaming services, looking, looking, looking. And then I just was like, oh, you idiot. Go to YouTube. So shout out to YouTube. Uh, I just went to YouTube, and it's, like, there in 1080p. It's in, like, redefined. It looks better than it did before. I'm like, ah, this is great. 47 minutes. It's a beautiful, beautiful Christmas episode it's got all the jim henson characters in there which i'm a i'm a jim henson fanatic i love jim henson i love the way he thought the way he did things the way he taught um 
So he's got, it starts with the Muppets and then you get a little cameos from Sesame Street and Fraggle Rock. And it's just this whole beautiful celebration of Jim Henson Christmas time. It's wonderful. I highly recommend it to anybody. I don't care what age you are. It's wonderful. Um, so that being said, like I, I recently got down on Scrooged. I love Scrooged. Took me a few viewings to get through it, but um, that's kind of anything with all these Christmas movies now. Is like I used to just have this with any movie, this direct resistance against. If I wasn't going to sit down and watch it, what the, what am I doing? Why am I going to start a movie? That doesn't make any sense. But now that I'm getting older and just realizing that time is just so few and far between to when it's like I can actually allow myself to indulge a movie, um, I just do it in increments. I do it. Sometimes if I can do it all, great. Honestly, a lot of the times I fall asleep and then I just got to start it from whence I left off. Uh, it took me four outings to get through Spirited. Good flick. A little sexual tension heavy for the kids, but you know. If you let your kids hear the word dick and not freak out, it's a good movie. Good movie. Good flick. Um, so I did that with Scrooge. I'll do that with, you know, I got to knock out some bangers. It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street, Christmas Carol, even though I watched the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, you know, we watched Frosty the Snowman a bunch of times because Little Man, that's his favorite that he discovered he's so into Christmas magic and it's the most wonderful thing in the world. And he's just like, it's almost matter of fact to him. He's just like, we're like, how did this happen? He's like, Christmas magic. We're like, you goddamn right. It's Christmas magic. And it just makes me happy all the time. Um, so yeah, lots of those things. Charlie Brown Christmas is a must watch at some point. Um, just a lot of good stuff floating around out there. So, uh, I'm going to start, we did watch Jack Frost, which is one of those like claymation stop motion things from claymation, um, from back in the day. So I'm just kind of knocking through all the Christmas stuff right now. But while we're watching all these magical movies and holiday, whatever your holiday is, I just happen to be a Christmas guy. Um, you're going to want to snack on some treats. Right, peeps? Not peeps. That's Easter. Are there Christmas peeps? Who needs it? Who needs peeps anyway? Stupid. I don't know. Anywho. Uh, yeah, so I figured the top five list this week would be the top five holiday treats for when you're doing whatever you do. Now, I love cooking. I love cooking. And I'm looking forward to doing some cooking these holidays. And I don't even know what I'm going to do. That's what's wonderful about it is the way the schedule works out this year and everything. Like I can just cook whatever I want and whoever wants to come and eat it can. And also with these snacks though, like I like cooking. So I'm like, I keep jacking up cookies. I think it's because of the one tray I'm using. I need to switch out the tray. But just like I'll make stuff all the time. Like, so... That being said, top five holiday treats that I like to just have around the house and just nom, nom, nom. Uh, number one is sugar cookies and butter cookies. Now, I, I like a good sugar cookie. Like, it's one of the best. A soft, 
soft sugar cookie. Delightful. The, nothing to it. Just soft sugar cookie. Delightful. Now, the butter cookies, those are the ones that come in those little blue tins that have, like, the uh, the pictures on the front of, like, the Winter Wonderland or the Christmas tree or Santa or all these things. They're, like, $2. I love having those around the house because they're decorations that you open and there's treats inside. It's so wonderful. Um, so sugar cookies for the taste, butter cookies, because they taste okay. They taste good. They're cookies. Um, but they're fun. It, it, you know, holiday Gingerbread candy. Now, before you jump through a loop on this, gingerbread candy is not like gingerbread cookies, and I'm not talking about like gingerbread taffy. All right? I'm talking about gingerbread candy. Like, specifically, Kit Kat has gingerbread candy to where instead of chocolate or instead of an out coating with like a caramel or something, it's gingerbread coating. So the cookie crisp is the same, but the outside is gingerbread. It's so good. I ran through a whole entire bag of those by myself. And I was like, oof. I need to keep some in the house to put in the things. So that. That's one of those like, oof. That's not good, but it's so good. Um, I like having nuts around the house. It's a silly thing to say, but just having nuts in like dishes around the house. It's just fun. Festive-y. A little cranberry in there, a little pumpkin seed, a little green and red, just sprinkling the cashews. I don't know. It's good stuff. I am not a caffeine drinker, believe it or not. Don't need it. Never did. <laughs> Uppers are internal. Um, so I don't drink coffee. I rarely drink coffee. Like I'm not, I don't need it every day. don't want it every day. Nothing like that. Like, I have to be in the mood for coffee. And around the holidays, I am very much in the mood for coffee. Uh, sometimes just regular black coffee is good. Like, I, if I'm in the mood for it, sometimes I used to drink black coffee. So sometimes I'm in the mood for just hot black coffee. Um, other times it's, you know, the sugar cookie, praline, cucumber, gingerbread, finagle. But never whipped cream. Don't put whipped cream on my coffee. I don't need that garbage. You're ruining the taste of the coffee. Give it to me in a cup on the side. I don't know. Don't ruin my coffee. Get out of here with that bullshit. You're taking up the room for the coffee. Anyway. So I'll do that. I Like, you know, coffee... Even a hot chocolate from time to time, but not really. I need a little lead in the pencil, so I'll go with a like a sugary coffee drink, you know. Um, and then some form of like I don't know if it's called like moose tracks or something. Like I don't know what it is because I don't have it, but I just know that it's delightful, and I don't even know what it is. But I think it's called Moose Tracks. And I think I really like it. So that, that rounds out my top five holiday treats. Honorable mention. I don't drink anymore. But man, having a glass of red wine. Listening to Christmas music on the very, very low. And just 
taking in the Christmas tree with all the lights out, that is an honorable mention. Um, that and Gardetto style Chex Mix. Chex Mix is meh. It's pretty good. I forget how good it is, but Gardetto's is like the, the good bread and pretzels and things. So Gardetto's honorable mention. Well, thank you all for hanging out with me. If you can, do me a favor, do us a favor, follow, like, subscribe, share, whatever. Before you do all that, I actually do have important stuff. Um, probably should have done this at the top, but maybe I will moving forward. Uh, January 28th, we're, there's the Drunken Stone Comedy Festival thing. I don't know what we're calling it, what he's calling it. Um, but I'm going to be headlining at a show in Gardena on January 28th. It's going to be indoor, it's going to be outdoor, it's going to be all day from noon to midnight. We are taking over this place, and let me tell you when I say it's going to be a good time. Holy shit. It's going to be a barn burner. There's going to be meet and greets, there's going to be people hanging out all day, comics hanging out all day, um, inside, outside music. It's going to be lit. Food, drinks. Like, just everything. Going to be able to buy a wristband to get whatever kind of action you want. It's it's going to be fun. Tickets go on sale Christmas Day. I'm very excited. This is going to be the first, like, real big show um, that I'm a part of. As far as, like, having, you know, this thing being on for 12 hours, that's a pretty big deal. So, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I'm going to be posting randomly when I'm on shows on my Instagram, which you can follow at Brendan McCorkle Comedy. You can follow Mike at Black Irish 213 and you can follow us at Black Irish Pod. If you subscribe or follow or share, it does a lot for us and we really appreciate it. We love giving you this stuff for free and we're going to keep doing it. If we can get money from other places, which we will, it's only going to go back into this. It's just more resources for more good shit and to make this better. So do the free stuff that helps us. We appreciate it. And I know Mike always usually adds that sentiment, but since he's not here, I'll do both sides of it today. Thank you all so much for being with me and being with us, following us along every Thursday and whenever you get a chance to follow up on us. Um, truly love y'all. Thank you very much for coming. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And happy holidays, everybody. Hope is good. Hope you can find the shine. And be good to each other. Love y'all. Peace.